What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. My name is Bob. I'm your host. I'm glad to have you guys here. If this is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. But if you guys can do us a favor, please like, share, comment, and reach out to us about the podcast because it's NFL season. So we want to hear everybody's takes, everybody's picks, and we just want to hear your shit talking for the year. Especially from you shit-ass Cowboys fans who are 1-0. Don't mean nothing. Y'all ain't going to win the Super Bowl, but we'll leave it at that. But anyway, guys, today I'm coming with you. It's week two of the NFL season. If you followed us last year, then you know every week we give you guys our picks against the spread and our over and under pick for every single game of the week. Now, I'm not telling you should bet every single game, but... I want to give you the picks that I have for the for every single game. Last year in the Pick'em, I won the overall. And we actually finished in the top 3,300 overall on ESPN in the Pick'em while picking every single game. So that's pretty damn good. Um, usually if you get 8 to 9 right every single week, you're doing a good job. But last year we averaged at about 10. And if you take away the Thursday night game, well, then we probably still had about 10. Because Thursday night football is the hardest game of the week to call. And it it is again this week. Uh, But, guys, we're going to break down every single game. I'm going to give you the picks that I have. I'm going to give you the why I have those picks. A little quick preview of them. And then we're going to give you the picks that I think uh, are quote-unquote locks. Or the picks that I think you should take. Now, right now, it's week two of the season. So there's no such thing as a lock. You know, what we saw last week in week one of the NFL season was a shit show. We saw 16 games and about 15 of them were trash games. They were. We saw Cleveland absolutely annihilate Cincinnati. We saw the Buffalo Bills lose to the Jets who didn't have Aaron Rodgers. We saw Detroit beat Kansas City. You know, we saw a lot of things that we didn't expect to happen happen. We had eight underdogs win outright. Now, that's probably because, honestly, the NFL doesn't know how to make the lines yet. Neither do you. Honestly, nobody does yet. But we're going to do the best job we can to break down week two because we kind of got an idea of what the teams are going to look like, what they want to do, and what they can't do. So we're going to start this week with the Thursday night game, which is going on today, which is my Philadelphia Eagles at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, if you guys remember last year, the Minnesota Vikings came to, uh, they played Philly in Minnesota, and Philly absolutely dominated them. Killed them. Beat them by 20-plus. But the line for this game right now, I'm going to bring this up on the screen, all the lines here. Hold on. All right, so we got right here, you see all the lines I have. We got the favorite on the left. If you guys are just listening to audio, be sure to check us out on YouTube at Stoop Knockout or follow us on Instagram at Stoop Life Sports. You can get the links on our bio that will lead you to our Facebook page, which is The Stoop Life, everything sports and fantasy football, and you can watch all the videos. And if you guys aren't following on Facebook or YouTube, be sure to follow our other accounts. But as you see here on the screen, I got up here, I got our uh, games our favorite on the left in the green, the spread in the middle, the underdog on the right in the red, and then the over and under right next to it. So for game one, we got right here, we got the Philadelphia Eagles 
minus seven and a half versus the Minnesota Vikings. Over and under for that game is 48 and a half. Now, Thursday night football games usually go the opposite of how you think they're going to go. From what I've learned going forward to bet them, usually you want to take the points in these games. Usually the points on a Thursday night football game are like two or three. So seven and a half against a team, you know, like Minnesota who can put up points. They got Justin Jefferson on the field for crying out loud. They can put up points. Um, I'm in this game right now. Obviously, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, so you know I want to take the Eagles. But, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. After looking at the Philadelphia Eagles last week, they're missing Bradbury and Blankenship this week. And last week, Mac Jones threw for 300 yards against them. He showed that if you go across the middle and you fade them and you throw over top, you can beat the Eagles because they can't guard them. Now, that was with Kendrick Bourne and I don't even know their other, Juju Smith. You're coming in now. You got a, you got Hawkinson, who's one of the top five tight ends in the league. Justin Jefferson, who's one of the, the probably the best wide receiver in the league, and then a speedster rookie in Addison. Um, right now, the current line went from seven and a half to six and a half. The over and under stayed at forty eight and a half. My pick for this game is going to be take the points and go over. The only reason I'm saying that is because, like I said, seven and a half points on a Thursday night football game is a lot of points. Especially after week one getting exposed, it's less time for the team to literally change change their game plan. So Philadelphia, like I said, last week they couldn't give up. They gave up every single pass across the middle. They had five days, not even four days, to fix that. Minnesota lost last week, but they didn't lose because they couldn't move the ball. They lost because their offensive line was trash, and they fumbled the ball. Well, Kirk Cousins, nonetheless. Uh, I'm taking them because the line right now is six and a half. It went down one. So I'm going to take Philadelphia Eagles to lose the game. Just kidding. Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the game outright, but Minnesota is going to cover the line at plus seven and a half. And I like over under. I like the over of 48 and a half because last year it went over. Uh, Thursday night football game, I'm going over. You know, the line stayed the same, so it tells you that nobody's really betting anything. So I like I like the over. The next game we got for you guys is the Green Bay Packers, the favorite, minus one and a half at Atlanta. The over under for this game is forty and a half. Now this game current line is exactly the same, minus one and a half Green Bay. Over, under, 40 and a half. I think this is going to be a shit show game. I think it's going to be a shit show game because you got a lot of players on Green Bay that are banged up. You got Aaron Jones might be questionable. He might be limited. You got Christian Watson might be limited with a hamstring. Romeo Dubes, Dobbs, however you say his name, he's limited. Hamstring. Atlanta. All they do is run. They can't pass the ball because their quarterback can't throw the ball downfield. They got weapons, but they don't use them. So I'm going to stick with saying they're not going to use them. So I like if you're betting something this week, I love the under of this game. I think 100% under 40.5 for this game is going to happen. Now as for the line, Green Bay minus 1.5 at Atlanta. I think Atlanta doesn't have enough firepower in their pass game to keep up and attack that Green Bay defense. Therefore, I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers minus one and a half. 
and I think I like that pick. I'm not very confident in that pick because it's the road favorite and going into a team that both teams we don't really know much about. But if I had to bet, I'm going to do Green Bay, minus one and a half, and under 40 and a half for that game. Next up, we got the turnover machine, Josh Allen at home, minus eight and a half, hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. The over and under for this game is 47. Current line stayed the same for this game. What do we think about this game, guys? Y'all, y'all want to take the eight and a half for Vegas? It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. The reason I'm going to tell you not to is because Vegas absolutely sucks. What better of a game can you get for Buffalo and Josh Allen after the abysmal performance they put up in New York on Monday night than playing fucking Vegas? I'm going to lay the points for Buffalo at minus 8.5, and and I'm going to say it's going to be under 47. I think Buffalo might host a shutout against these bums. I really do. I'm not going to guarantee that, but I think it's going to be a 25-26 point win for Buffalo. It's going to be like 31 to 10, give or take. So I think this is a perfect matchup scenario for Josh Allen to get back on the horse after he had the turnover yipsies. You know, trying to play Superman last week, he's not going to have to do that against Vegas. At home, Buffalo take the points minus an eight and a half big line. Lay the points. Up next, we got the Cincinnati Bengals at home. Minus three and a half versus their division rival, the Baltimore Ravens. Over and under for this game is 46 and a half. Tough game to pick here. Tough game to pick. Why? Neither team really looked that good last week. Baltimore got lucky they played a shitty Houston Texans team. And Cincinnati got blown out. So much like Buffalo, it's a home game that you're going to say, hey, they're going to show up this week. But unfortunately for them, they don't get the luck that Buffalo got. They don't get to play a shitty team. They get to play their division rival, the Baltimore Ravens. Do I think Joe Burrow is going to show up this week? I absolutely do. But these games are always close. If you go back and look at history, almost every single one of these games in the last 10 years has been a one-score game. So I'm going to say it's going to be a one-score game again. Current line is Cincinnati minus three. So I'm going to take Baltimore with the three and a half in this game. And I'm going to say it's going to be another defensive game. It's going to be under 46 and a half. I think Cincinnati is going to win this game. However, I think it's going to be a 23 to 20 game. Much like all the other games that they have the years previous to this. Like I said, all of these games in this division are usually one score games. So both teams didn't look that good last week. Both offenses on these are going to want to show up. But I think the defense are going to step up. It's going to be a defensive battle, like always. Take Baltimore, plus three and a half, and the under for this game. Next up, we got the Detroit Lions at home, coming off a victory against the defending champions, hosting the Seattle Seahawks. The line for this game is Detroit minus six and a half, over under is 47. Current line for this game gives all you, all, all you need to know. 
Current line for this game is Detroit minus four and a half. That's a two-point line move. And the over and under is 47 and a half. It went up a half. So I'm going to keep it simple for this line, guys. Keep it real simple. We saw what Detroit was. Maybe. They honestly didn't really look that great because Kansas City only lost by one and they didn't have Travis Kelsey. Seattle looked abysmal. I don't think that's going to happen again. Just the fact that the line went down two gives me all I need to know to take the Seattle Seahawks in this game. And I'm going to take Seattle with the points to six and a half. And I'm going to take the over. I think both defenses are trash. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Might be the highest-scoring game of the week, considering the fact that Detroit last year had the highest-scoring game like every week. So I'm going to I'm going to keep it simple for you guys. I'm taking Seattle with the points, and I'm going over. Next up, we got the LA Chargers minus three and a half at Tennessee. Over and under for this game is 45. Now this is a tough game, simply because Tennessee is usually in the game. But the L.A. Chargers offense is just too phenomenal for me to think that it's going to be a one-score game. However, the Tennessee defense looked real good last week against um, Tennessee. I mean, against New Orleans. But their offense looked like crap. For this game, I'm going to take the offensive power. I'm going to take the L.A. Chargers, minus 3.5. But I'm going to take the under 45. Simply because I think if L.A. comes out like they did last week and runs the ball... And doesn't have to fire points up because Miami's scoring 40. I think it's going to be a slow game. So I'm going to take the Chargers, minus 3.5, and, and under 45. Next up, we got Tampa Bay Bucks at home, minus 3.5, hosting Chicago Bears. Over, under is 41.5. For this game, I'm going to go with the live line as well. The live line for this game is Tampa Bay minus 2.5. Over, under, went down a point and a half at 40 and a half. Y'all, y'all, you guys really that confident that Chicago's that bad and Tampa's that good? I don't think either team's that good. However, I don't think Tampa Bay is anything of what they showed last week. You know, Kirk Cousins turned the ball over a lot, which allowed Tampa to get those points. They're at home, which is cool. But like I said, there was eight underdog wins last week. So this is going to be one of those underdog picks that I have. I'm going to take Chicago plus three and a half. And I don't think either team scores. I think it might be another 20 to 21 game, which would be under the line. So I'm going to take Chicago with the points at plus three and a half. And I'm going to go under 41 and a half. Next up, we got Kansas City minus two and a half at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Over under is the highest score for the week at 51 and a half. Tough game right here, guys. Tough game. I want to point something out to you guys. Kansas City lost last week, and Travis Kelsey's back this week. Sorry, Jacksonville, but if you look that bad for three quarters against Indianapolis, I think Kansas City's going to come in there. Uh, the live line for this game actually went up. It went from two and a half to three and a half. The live line for this game is three and a half. The lot over under stayed at 51 and a half. I think this is going to be a battle right to the end. And I think uh, Kansas City is going to win by 10. So I'm going to take Kansas City minus two and a half or minus the three and a half. And I'm going to, I'm going to take the over. I think both teams are going to score. I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, 
I think Kansas City is going to win this game 35-24. to 35-24. So I'm going to take uh, Kansas City minus 2.5 and, and over. I like that game. I love it. Next up, we got the final 1 o'clock game. We got Indianapolis Colts minus 1.5 at Houston with over-under of 40. Now, guys, this is the game I want to point out. Like, Look at, look at the line we have here. This is the line I made um, for the pick'em. So if you guys are wondering why my lines aren't extremely updated, it's because I'm using the lines from the pick'em that we use for the for the Stoop Life pick'em. A lot of these lines change, so I'm giving you both of them. Uh, but right now, this game's this game's very weird because the live line is Houston minus one and a half. When we did this line for the beginning of the week, obviously Indy was minus one and a half. Now usually. That's a telltale sign that Houston's going to win the game because anytime you go from a minus one and a half point dog to plus one and a half um, to minus one and a half favorite, I mean, you're probably going to win the game. And like I said, underdogs rule, especially early in the beginning of the year. I'm not confident in either team. I think they both suck. So uh, I'm going to take dog here. I'm going to take Houston uh, plus the one and a half. I'm also, if I'm doing a live line, I'm going to take Houston minus the one and a half just simply because the line changed that much. And the over and under went from 40. Now it's at 39 and a half. So I'm going to take the under in that game as well. I think you got two teams that are crappy. So let's just give it what it is. Let's take the crap. Let's take the, what the line tells us to do. Let's take Houston with the points. And let's go under 40. Now we're into the 4 o'clock games, which a couple of these games get very interesting. The first 4 o'clock game we got is the San Francisco 49ers minus 7.5 at the Los Angeles Rams over under is 44. Not much moves on this line. But the Rams are 1-0 right now. Rams are at home. San Francisco looked phenomenal. They looked like the Super Bowl champions last week. One of them. But much like I said in the Cincinnati-Baltimore game, these games are always close. This division is always close. McVay keeps his division games close. You saw that last week when he beat Seattle outright. So, we're going to take the points here as the underdog, especially being at home in this division. We're going to take the L.A. Rams plus 7.5, and and we're going to go over 44. I think both teams are going to put up points. And I think it's going to be a very close game to the end. I think San Francisco is going to win the game outright by a field goal or less. So I'm going to take the Rams plus the 7.5 and and go over the 44. Next up, we got the New York Giants. Believe it or not, guys, the New York Giants are favored after last week's blowout. Why? Well, because they're going into Arizona and the Cardinals are tanking for Caleb. Worst team in the league. New York Giants, minus three and a half at Arizona, over under 39 and a half. Now, if you're the Giants, throw out the film from last week. That film's gone. Nobody's watching that shit. Get rid of that. Don't, don't talk about it. Let it go. You're starting your season right now. Arizona Cardinals. Remember, tank for Caleb. Remember, that's what they're doing. So, I'm going to take the New York Giants minus three and a half, and I'm going to go under. 
simply because I don't think Arizona is going to score. I think the Giants are going to show out this week against a shitty team and win the game very easily. I don't think what we saw last week from the Giants is going to be what we're going to see this week or what we're going to see going forward. Coach of the year right there. Dabble is going to have them come against this crappy team, and they're going to cover the line. Next up, we got Dallas at home hosting another New York team, the New York Jets, who no longer have Aaron Rodgers. The line for this game is Dallas minus eight and a half. Seems like an easy play. Zach Wilson coming into the into the game. Jets won last week. Somehow they got lucky. Dallas forty and nothing against the Giants. Giants were a playoff team last year. The Jets weren't. Seems like a slam dunk pick, right? That's why I'm going to tell you guys to be weary and take the points. One thing the NFL likes to do is they like to throw lines like this at you earlier in the year to steal your money because Dallas won 40 to nothing last week and the Jets won but they didn't have their quarterback. I want to remind you guys of something. The Dallas Cowboys still have Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott was under 50% completion last week against a New York Giants defense that wasn't good. Now he's going up against a Jets defense that turned the ball over on Josh Allen. Four fucking times. Do I think the Jets are going to win the game? I don't. But I do think that that Jets defense is so damn good that they're going to keep them in just about every single game this year. So you're telling me you got one of the best defenses in the league getting eight and a half when we know all they're going to do is run the rock. I'm taking those points. So I'm taking the Jets plus eight and a half, but I'm going over. I think it's going to be a 23-20 to 20 game, a win by Dallas, a hard-fought hard game, but it's going to go just over that 39-and-a-half. It's going to go closer than you think. I'm taking the Jets with the points, plus 8-and-a-half, plus 9-and-a-half live. I just saw it. Lay the points. I honestly think this is one of my picks of the week because last year, whenever a starting quarterback started their first game, they were like 13-2, and two. like some crazy stat line. I get he's not going to be the starting quarterback. He's not the backup, quote-unquote, going forward, but neither were those guys last year. So I'm just saying be weary of this game. I'm taking the Jets with the points, and I'm going with the over. Next up, we got the Denver Broncos at home, minus 3.5 against the Washington Commanders. The over-under for this game is 38 and a half. Terrible game. You got Denver's 0 1. Washington's 1 0 because they played Arizona, but they had come from behind. Denver's minus three because they're in Denver. This is a tough, this is probably the toughest game for the week to pick for me because I think uh, Denver's getting Jerry Judy back, which is going to give them more firepower on the offense. And like I said, Washington barely won against Arizona. But I think both these teams aren't that good. Therefore, I think it's going to be a one-score game. Therefore, I'm going with underdog because NFL likes underdogs. So I'm going to take Washington plus three and a half. And I'm going to go the over 38 and a half because the line is now 39 and a half. So it's going up a point on the over-under. So why not just ride it? We're going to ride the, ride the change. 
So we're going to go over 38, 39 and a half, and we're going to take Washington with the points. Now, we got three games left. We got Sunday night football, and we got two games on Monday night. These games suck. And I want to point out something. Sunday night football and two Monday night football games, all of the home teams are the underdogs. So, be weary of taking these late night primetime games because I don't think all three favorites are going to cover. But which ones? Because honestly, like, after looking at week one, it looks like all of them might cover. So let's break it down. Sunday night football, we got the Miami Dolphins minus two and a half going in to New England Patriots over under is 46 and a half. Miami looked like a force to be reckoned with last week. 466 passing yards, and he can't throw a deep ball. Two a ball out. New England, they showed a scheme against the Eagles that almost won them the game. At home again, are they really going to go 0-2? Yes, they are going to go 0-2. Miami is out for blood. Everybody's this offseason talking shit about Tua, questioning whether or not he, he worked out, questioning whether or not he's going to stay healthy. Well, it's week two. He's healthy. Don't have to worry about that yet. Who on New England is going to card Ty- Tyreek and Waddle? Nobody. Nobody. I think uh, for this game, New England ain't going to throw the ball around like they did last week because the same game plan they use for the Eagles is not going to work against Miami. The last four times they've played Miami, they got crushed. And I see a lot of that happening again. And everybody's going to be happy to see New England get crushed on Sunday Night Football. So I'm taking Miami minus two and a half. And I'm going to go under 46 and a half. Because I don't think uh, Miami's going to put up 30-some points again. I think they're going to be less of a explosion played offense this week against New England, and it's going to be more about checkdowns. So if you have any other players in fantasy football, I think you're going to get a lot of PPR receptions from them. And if you have New England, honestly, I don't think it's going to be a good game for them. The first Monday night football game we got, we got the New Orleans Saints minus three and a half at Carolina over under 40 and a half. Horrible game. New Orleans didn't look good enough last week to actually earn a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. But then again, Carolina did lose to Atlanta, and they looked like trash. However, the other Monday night football game we got is Cleveland minus one-and-a-half at Pittsburgh. So usually they don't both go – the dogs covering, and they don't both go the favorite covering. I'm not going to say that's going to happen, but if I have to pick this, I think it's going to be a closer game, New Orleans, Carolina, simply because both teams are uh, a little bit closer in, in talent-wise of what they looked like last week. So I'm going to take Carolina with the points at three and a half. And I'm going to say this game is actually going to go over the 40 and a half. Why? Because like I said about Cincinnati-Baltimore, Cincinnati-Baltimore games are usually a one-score game. 
The games are usually close. They're usually low-scoring games. So we're going to take the underdog in this game. We're going to pick Carolina. We're going to take Carolina plus 3.5. We're going to go over the 40.5. And And as for the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game, I said it is always a one-score game. However, Cleveland looked like a great team last week. Minus 1.5 at Pittsburgh. One-score game, right? Pittsburgh looked terrible last week. But then again, they did play San Francisco. But they're down the receiver this week. Johnson's out. Therefore, we're going to take the favorite in this game. We're going to take Cleveland to cover that spread at minus one and a half. Hell, they might have another blowout win. Do I think it's going to be another blowout win? No, I don't. But judging off of last week, Cleveland is definitely better than a one and a half point favorite against Pittsburgh. So I'm going to take Cleveland minus one and a half, and I'm going to go under 39 and a half, simply because these games are usually dogfights. So I like that. So for the week, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine underdogs covering the spread. We're going to break it down for you again. We're going to go Minnesota plus seven and a half. Green Bay minus one and a half. Buffalo minus eight and a half. Baltimore, plus three and a half. Seattle, plus six and a half. The Chargers, minus three and a half. Chicago, plus three and a half. Kansas City, minus two and a half. Houston, plus one and a half. LA Rams, plus seven and a half. The New York Giants, minus three and a half. New York Jets, plus eight and a half. Washington, Plus three and a half. Miami, minus two and a half. Carolina, plus three and a half. And Cleveland, minus one and a half. That's your picks for the week. Hope we go good. I'm hoping for a 10-11 win week. And if you guys have more questions, like I said, follow us on Instagram at Stoop Life Sports or click the links in our Instagram bio. Follow us in the Facebook group at the Stoop. Life, everything sports and fantasy football. Get all of our picks there, up-to-date content, and we'd love to have your, your advice in there. So thanks for listening. Hope you guys got something out of this. Hope it helped you make your picks for the week. Help it help, helps you make money for the week. We'll be back next week with more picks. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a good day, and best of luck. Later, everybody. Later, everybody.